Hariom, and welcome to Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand. Hariom, and welcome to Thinking is Free. My name is Akash, and today I'm joined by Ishanji, and we have a special guest, uh, Karishma Kuma. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome to the podcast. So, Today, what we'll be discussing is this This episode today concludes our discussions on work and spirituality or how we spiritualize our work. Um, and we've brought Karishma onto the show today to discuss what she does um, in her line of work. Uh, she also attended the wellness retreat um, a few weeks back and the learnings she took from camp and um, how that has impacted her or she's utilized those learnings and in, in what she does through her line of work. Yep. How are you, Karishma? How are you? So maybe if you want to start by just introducing yourself and uh, what you do. Yeah. Um, my name is Karishma. I'm a health and physical education teacher at Maro School Grammar School. Um, in my third year of teaching this year um, and I teach high school kids. Cool. Um, do you want to maybe just talk about how you got into physical education and how, like, did you always know you wanted to be a, a PE teacher? Um, yeah, from quite early on, I did. But like when I was in primary school, I like wanted to, didn't know what I wanted to do. And then as soon as I hit intermediate, fell in love with sports, knew that this was something that I really loved and wanted to carry on. And then when I got to high school and you could see that you could be a specialised teacher to just teach sport, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, but I think that was more driven by just playing sport every day. And then as I went throughout school, I realised I liked um, helping my peers or helping my classmates. Um, and then seeing like the relationships the teachers had with kids and stuff, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, you can do so much more than just teach sport. Um, and I think from there, I was like, yeah, like sit on it. Like, this is what I want to do. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's not just the love of sport, but the actual connection with the students and the yeah. impact that you have. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what draws you to the profession of yeah. teaching. And yeah. you find, find it fulfilling. Uh, yeah. I love it. Like I can't imagine doing anything else. Cause that's, that's what I was going to say is what does that look like? The stuff that extends beyond just teaching physical education in the classroom, what is the actual? I think it's the, like it's hard to pinpoint it or see it, but it's like a feeling you get when you have like an interaction with a kid and you just know that like they understand something or feel comfortable enough to be themselves in a space that you've created for them and you see them kind of blossom into who they want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like that moment, it's just like, yeah, that's cool. Yep. Yep. So, okay, here's a question, if I may ask. Um, teaching is, you teach phys ed and you want to let get the idea across that physical education is important and sports and exercise have a vital role um, in our well-being. But other than that, is there something bigger that you aim to impart to your students? Yeah, my, like my overall goal is to create a space where kids feel 
that they can be themselves in the classroom. So they can bring whatever they want to bring. Whether they love PE or hate PE, they can still come to the class and enjoy my lesson. But what they take away from it is like at the end of the day, I just want you to be you. And so when I teach, I'm like, yeah, you're going to take like, it's hard. Cause like if I could teach all subjects, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. But because I'm just in PE, I know that I'm going to get kids like in year nine and 10, it's not optional. So like yeah. every single kid has to take it and you get the kid who like sits there and like hates it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, sweet, let's find something else for you to do within our classroom that isn't PE for you but still helps your well-being. So like we'll focus on a kid. I got one kid who absolutely hates it, won't want to join in at all. So we focus on like her mental well-being. And for her in that space, it's just like coming into class and maybe like drawing on the board um, what she sees in play. And that's her like moment to de-stress and de like just take care of herself. So she's still not physically active, but she's still taking care of her well-being in that way. But she's also just being her without any constraints. Yeah, I was going to say, so what we've, what we talked about at the wellness retreat and what we've talked about on the episodes is often we naturally, we have a tendency, right? We come under four different personality, personality ta- types. One of the four personality types. Yeah. Do, is that what you see in, in, in the kids as well? And is that how you adapt your teaching style? Yeah. You tend to figure out how kids work and then put them in a space or provide them with an opportunity to kind of feed into that. So like the kids I see who are natural leaders, I automatically like, okay, sweet. Yeah. You're leading this activity. Um, and they like, they really flourish in that. Mm. Um, but if we bring it back to the four personality types, you can see that like, wait, just a second. Let's remind, uh, listeners what the four personality types are. And as we discussed, these are, the first one is called the Brahmana, the yeah. thinkers, the intellectuals, mm-hmm. the planners. Yep. Um, the second category is the Kshatriyas, the leaders, um, the people who love to um, set a trend or they just have that charisma about them that people like to follow. And then the third category is the Vaishyas, the um, entrepreneurs, the businessmen, or to put it, the ones who are results oriented, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? One who has to win at all costs. Yeah. And the fourth category is the workers, the shudras, the ones who do their job really well, but they just need to be told what yeah. to do and they're happy to follow. Yeah. 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 So after going to camp and coming back into teaching, in my first lesson, we're doing like team building activities. Yeah. You see it straight away. Yeah. <laughs> you see it straight away. You see the kids who step up and lead, natural leaders, like they're like, okay, yeah, you do this, 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 and this is how we're going to do it. And then you see the kids who like take a step back and just watch everything play. Yeah. And they're like thinking about the strategy and how they can get better, but they don't step up and lead. They like just reserve themselves a little bit and watch the whole thing play out. Yeah. And then you get the kid who's super com- like competitive and just wants to win. <laughs> yep. And we'll just be like, no, let's just go, 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 go. Yeah. And then we'll also look to the other team and be like, oh yeah, let's see what they're doing. And just like, I just want to win. Yeah. And then you get the people standing around the back who are like, oh, I'll just do this because someone told me to do it. Yeah. And they just follow the crowd and they yeah. just go. And it's super evident when you're doing an activity. Um, which I think is crazy because I like picked up on it before, but then after coming to camp, I'm like, you just, it's just there and you just see it and it makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how our rishis or our scriptures, they've been able to analyze the human psyche. Yeah. 
you know, un- unfortunately, this idea has come about that these four groups are what you're born into. Mm. It's not what you're born into. It's your personality type. Mm. And it's not creating divisions in society based on caste, but these are just natural variations in personality types that exist in humanity at all times. And the more in tune we are with it, the better we'll be able to um, pick a path for ourselves to excel in. Yeah. And yeah. that was the whole purpose of it, to find happiness through work, to fulfillment through work. Yeah. Yeah. So has it made work a little bit easier for you? It definitely has because I think I can now, like, for example, I'm away for this whole week on camp, so I've had to set relief. But I'm able to pinpoint in my lessons that I leave for people to be like, oh, yeah, these kids will help you because they will just automatically want to help. So you, like, leave mm. that set of instructions so I can yep. – put that responsibility on the kids, yeah. um, which has been quite nice. And it's also, I think, giving them that role, they also naturally feed into it. So they will, like more likely want to do the activity as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's made life easier. Definitely has. And having attended camp, um, is there something that you plan to do differently? Um, firstly, towards your students. Mm. I think one thing I took away was on camp we saw quite a – it was quite a good mix of us there in terms of people who had found that what they want to do and then kids who were like find or struggling to find what they want to do. Yeah. So I think I'm in quite a good position for kids in high school to help them kind of nurture and figure that out earlier so then when they're – ready to go to uni they kind of know or if they want to go uni or if they don't want to go or what other option there is um so I think taking what I learned from camp and what I want to give the kids now is just a bigger experience into finding out what really drives them Mm -hmm. so right now we're trying to figure out how to do that okay yeah and how to create Mm. a space to find what really motivates them yeah. to do what they want to do. Right. So yeah. uh, linking back to your earlier um, comment on you want to give them a space where they can find their own well-being. Yeah. Now it's giving them a direction which will lead yeah. to a greater well-being. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is quite nice. Yeah. I guess it extends beyond just being a, a PE teacher. Yeah, and yeah. I think, yeah, you can really define someone's trajectory, you know, at such a young age, yeah. if you just help them to um, just figure out <clears throat> who they really are and, and or what their personality yeah. is, you know, yeah. if you are in line with your natural personality and you understand that these are the tendencies I have, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe mm. a, a a profession in this line of work, yeah, or actually maybe I need a little bit more time before I go and do work because. I have a knack to go and yeah. travel or try and experience life here. Yeah. But what I also realized is they don't even know what's out there. Mm. Like mm. most of them just get ingrained in them. Like, yeah, you have to go uni, but they don't even know like the many degrees there are in uni. Yeah. Um. So even like encouraging them to go and try new things or even just go volunteer places to see if that's what you like. Cause I remember on camp, there was quite a few people who were like, I don't even know what I like or don't like, cause I haven't tried it. Yeah. So it's like putting 
them or providing them with the opportunity now um, so then they, yeah, just better equipped for when they leave. Okay. And what about yourself? Is there any learnings that you thought you'd be able to apply in your line of work, not for the students but for yourself? I think definitely I think for myself it's come, I think I'm thinking more about how I work and how I, like what my personality really is. Okay. Because I was like trying to, like at work at the moment, I'm quite a just like a get things done. Um, or if someone tells me to do something, I'm more of the worker yeah. at work. But then like when in my classes, I take on more of the leadership role because I guess I have to be. But then I think my true innate like type mm-hmm. is a leader. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to put that into like, yeah, I'm trying to play into that a bit more. Okay. I think even yeah. just from like what you've told me about your experiences at work, even with the staff and yeah, yeah. all of that, I think naturally, because even what we've said is that naturally you have one tendency that predominates, predominates yeah. right? Like even though you're saying that with the staff, you generally just are a worker. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily true because – like someone will say something to you, but you're already thinking this yeah, is how I'm going to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of maybe where you sit in terms of maybe the hierarchy or experience or yeah. the amount of the, the length of service, because you're still junior, you, you know, as, I think that, yeah, as a, yeah, as yeah, a yeah. form of respect, that's just, yeah. you know, I got to do what the person, the HOD is telling me to do. Yeah. But naturally, I think in every other part of life, you're, you're just, a leader. Yeah, yeah. Because you'll take charge and control. Yeah. This is how, yeah. you know, I don't think you're a per- person nah. to just there and. No, definitely not. And Akash knows Kreshma so well because it's his sister. Yeah. She is his sister. Just in case you're wondering. <laughs> you're just connecting the dots. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <clears throat> I think, I think just the, I think camp just made me see things more clearly. Like it was always there, but now I'm just coming back into it. I'm just like, oh, just, it just clicks and it's crazy how fast it does click. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Were you going to say something? Um, Yes. So the other thing that I quite enjoyed through the whole um, camp retreat um, experience was this idea of getting reinforced in our minds that the spiritual approach to work is, yes, work is an important part of our life, but we don't work for happiness out of a result that we do. It's to uncover that inner happiness, which is lying dormant in us, untapped. Um, I think that's a revolutionary idea that spirituality presents to us that, yes, there are so many different things you may be good at, but if you still are chasing happiness outside, you're missing the point. Mm. Um, we have an innate personality type, our swabhava, and it's good to be in line with that. But yet happiness is to be found within and not outside. So just, you know, um, reiterating that idea that we've covered in our past yep. podcast episodes um, so that 
Yes, it's fascinating, this whole idea of the four personality types mm. and being in line with it. Yeah. And everyone wants to find that type of job or that career or vocation that fulfills them. It's great, but you know, there's a whole other facet of life as well, which is outside of work, which needs to be accounted for. Spirituality takes all of that into account um, as well. It's not just, okay, this is your personality type and this is what you need to do for work. And that'll guarantee happiness. No, it won't. Because there is a whole other life of, of aspect of my personality, which is outside of work as well. Mm. Yeah. Is that, do you agree with that, Krishma? Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. What are you, like, have you always found you being at work and seeing the, watching the kids and doing your job and seeing them grow? Is that what gives you happiness? Or like what Ishanji is saying, there's actually... You understand that there's this world outside. I understand. I think because I love my job, I find it very easy to get consumed within it. Like I will stay there. Like I'll get to work at like eight and then stay there till like 10, just like helping the kids with their sports and everything. Um, and because I just love it. But then I also understand that like I'll just come home and like do whatever I want to do because I also love that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, it makes sense to me. I see it. Because yeah. even I've, I think I've said previously for myself as well, and that's kind of the learning that I've had where for me it was, you know, I always thought, okay, me doing this job is going to lead to liberation at the end, you know, because I'm in line yeah. with everything I'm doing. Da, 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 da. But actually it's just a, a means to help you. And yeah, that there yeah. is so much of this, like your work is not life. Yeah, yeah, it's just know, a part of it. It's it's a part of it. And so it's about creating the lifestyle of this person and there's so many other aspects yeah. to this. Yes. I think we have a little bit of time because I wanted to talk about Ishanji and your journey as well. Yes. You know, where <laughs> even for someone like you who's gone through the traditional approach to life where you go to university, you go and get a job. Mm. But look at you now. What are we at, all right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, if you want to take us through a little bit of the thinking mm. um, in terms of what we've been discuss discussing with work and spiritualizing that in, and now moving into the line of work you're doing now. Yep. So, yes, true. I did go through the traditional approach of doing the Asian five subjects <laughs> at school, <laughs> but um, studying hard. Going through university, well, not really studying had I, I don't think I was an academic. Um, mm. It came easily to me, but I was never inclined towards it as such. So breezed through university, got okay-ish grades, ended up with a decent job, mm -hmm. worked a couple of years and um, figured that I was quite... Um, driven by working for a greater cause. Yeah. Um, I aligned with the um, call for looking after the environment. And yep. so I was working with an environmental consultancy and I really felt aligned with their purpose, the vision that they had. And this idea that we all have a responsibility towards the environment that we live in, and especially in today's day and age where global warming and climate mm. change are recognized as man-made issues yep. and they've arisen out of our negligence towards 
what was meant to be something that we should have thought of, right? We acted in this self-centered manner where we don't care about majority of the population or the environment um, or the other creatures on the planet. We do not recognize that we share this planet with so many others and we have an obligation to the future oncoming generations as well. And so I really um, aligned with that cause and that is something that drew me back to studying masters. I did my masters in energy and the whole idea that you know, I would like to look at what conventional energy sources are there and how renewable energy is transitioning and how to make that work better. Mm -hmm. So I studied that and then I worked with um, a company that specialize in environmental monitoring. And even over there, it's not so much about the work itself, but the cause yeah. um, that I aligned with. And that makes life so much easier. And because you're aligned with the cause, whatever needs to be done, you're willing to do it. You know, if it's taking a step um, back, doing the groundwork, you're willing to do that. If it's doing the hard yards, doing something or exploring those ideas which are unknown, no one has done before, you're willing to do that. If it's helping somebody, you're willing to do that. So I, I found the way I work best is when I align myself with a cause. Um, and over the years, spirituality has always been a part of me and especially Chinmay Mission. And some of the more probing questions about life, about what is it that we all really seek over here? Is it just some goal in the world outside? Mm -hmm. um, and the answer normally is, even if everything is perfect in the world outside, this knowing sense of incompleteness stays within. Mm -hmm. And we always are seeking for solutions for our problems outside and is there a real solution to it? And Vedanta is amazing in helping us understand what the true issue is and how to overcome it, which led me to studying Vedanta in depth in India. Yep. Um, at a monastery for a couple of years and then coming back, I chose to, rather than join the workforce again, I chose to teach um, A, for my own benefit, mm -hmm. and B, to share the wisdom of spirituality of Vedanta, because it's truly the perfect solution. It approaches life in such a holistic manner, um, and it's tailored to each individual. At the same time, it is robust enough to there is one approach for everyone and yet it can account for all the variability within it. it mm -hmm. It's universal. Yep. Um, it does not cater to a certain part of society or certain gender or certain creed or caste or religion. It's just universal. And being a student of science and inclined towards questioning, I've always found answers to all my questions in Vedanta. And I felt that if I could do what Vedanta has done for me, what my teachers did for me, if I'm able to do that for someone else and help them give the clarity and make their life better, not through 
doing something but helping them think differently that's something that i find fulfilling um but again these are that's my personality type of mm. aligning with the higher wanting to share it but the ultimate goal or the idea does not change that happiness is within and we all do our best aligning ourselves with a our personality to recognize who we truly are so yeah that's a bit about how i landed up doing what i do today mhm i think i think what's nice to hear from the both of you share and speak is that you know we've got two people here one person both of you were actually doing you know um what was what you naturally aligned to and what you found your values aligning to you know krishma's still doing what she's doing and now ishanji's you know giving through service like this um but the 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 fundamentals is you're still serving on a inclusive yes level you know yes yeah. through what you're doing and it's, it's it's not just i'm just going to work to because i'm a teacher and i need to get paid or even for for you you know it wasn't just i'm just going to go and look after the environment just because that's just a easy job yeah you know or that's my degree that's my de- <laughs> that's, that's what all my degree. degree allows me to do now it wasn't that and and even to have gone through and done your degree you know you put so much time and energy to completely shift well i don't think it's shifting because it's made me the person who that's i right. am today yeah and at the same time it's all, it's given me this bigger perspective that work has to be self inclusive it cannot be self centered yeah the uh, reason the reason i said shift is because i think for someone who like i'm i'm thinking about someone who is stuck in their job yeah and they think oh, i've been doing this for 20 30 years of my life this is this is all i can do and all i can or all i will ever amount to and be yeah that you know at, at, at any point you have the ability to stop and reassess and relook at your life and who you are and what your natural personality is you yes. know someone someone could be listening to this right now and realizing oh actually i'm not living as per my yeah swabhava swabhava yes and so what i was trying to say is that you know once you reassess and realign yeah then or you realize that ah oh, this is but my swabhava is mm. i can go and do this yes absolutely it's never too late and the the interesting part is what is nat- what comes natural to us yeah we are expressing it in our day to day lives mm. in some degree yep it just needs to be identified and magnified that's right i like uh, that yeah. right it's not that we are not in line with us about because that's not possible it's just we are stuck in the wrong direction yeah. or just um thinking incorrectly so we just need to as you said step back realign reassess, reco- yeah. reassess recognize yep. and then pick what is really important to us which we are already doing and just magnify it and then start working in that direction and even what karishma was saying as well she came to camp and you know her just taking away the fact that she's able to recognize that there's the four personality types mm. you know even just 
extracting that amount of information has made life so much easier for yourself yeah. that even now with you going to camp, you know, oh, actually, how can I, how can I, you know, good their voice talks about no one is useless. Yes. They're just used less. Yes. Yeah. You know, and so it's about actually using the, the, the people already in your classroom yeah. Yeah. to actually make your job easier and everyone yeah. else's experience so much more enjoyable because yeah. you've been able just to identify, oh, these are the right people for the right yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. And even as individuals, it's so true that each one of us has come here with a custom-made purpose. It's just mm. we have to discover it yep. and start working on it and it, it will give us happiness. It will um, take us in that direction. Cool. Karishma, is there anything else that you wanted to say, share, any last reflections? No, I just like your point of identify and magnify. I mm. think that's good. Good takeaway. Ishanji, anything further? No. Thank you. Cool. I just want to thank everyone who's tuned in today. Um, thank you for your time and energy. Ishanji and Krishma, thank you guys so much for your time on the podcast. Pleasure. Hariyom. Hariyom, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thinking is Free, proudly brought to you by Chinmay Mission New Zealand. For more information on events, courses, server projects, and study groups, please visit chinmaya.org.nz. Hariyom.